Hey, everybody. We are going to get started here. It's 7 o'clock at Petskill Brewing Company in Manitowoc. Thank you to everyone who made it out here tonight. And uh, for the listening audience, yes, we have it recorded right now, so there can be people listening, you know, that are not here on this Friday night here, August 12th. And uh, let's get to it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it here. So it's episode, what is this, like 37 here of Journey to Mill, and we're going to roll here. And it is our Friday series, so for those of you who do not know what this podcast is, who we are about, and um, so how it goes is, I'm Drew Skyberg here, this is Zach Roush here on my left, and Jared Velasquez on my right, this is the Journey to Million crew, I'm the Drew Skyberg here of Drew's Sports Crew is how it works, so the history goes back, I've been doing the podcast here for like a year and a half, a year and six months, or, or a year and seven months or so, and um just from there, we went through a rebranding in June to Drew's Sports Crew, and that's where we are. And uh, these guys have been doing a once-a-week series with me on Friday called Journey to a Million. As you see, new hats, we got them today. They look fresh, to say the least. Uh, and otherwise, you know, you'll hear myself on other episodes throughout the week. I'll be doing, you know, on Monday, I have my kind of grab bag episode called Drew Sports Crew, just in the name, yes. And we'll be talking anything sports. Uh, recently, I talked with a guy from The Athletic, uh, which is a journalism site, and we were just talking some baseball, MLB trade deadline. Talked high school also with a guy who comes on once in a while, Robert Schimmick. And otherwise, you know, you can hear myself Tuesday. We run Drew's Baseball Crew. It's a daily fantasy. It's a betting show. Yeah. And uh, we go through some lineups there, and that's with an app uh, partnered with called Fantasia. So if you want to join a fantasy football league, you can reach out here after, you know, the show, and we can get you set up in that. But otherwise, that's what we're about here. We cover high school, collegiate, and professional-level sports. And, yeah, this is like football-slash-sports betting show, so we'll get underway here. The big, the big announcement, though, before we start is, yes, hats came in today. As you can see, we're all wearing the hats. You have other people here wearing the hats. Thank you to everyone who bought a hat. If you want to buy a hat, or if you want to buy your own hat, we have a bunch available. You see them here. We have our Drew Sports Crew and our Journey to Millions. So if you want to buy them, $15 only. Or you can win a hat there as we have our sign-up again. If you want to come out throughout, throughout the show, you can sign up, and uh, we'll be doing that giveaway after here at the end of the show. Otherwise, we got more announcements. We recently took Journey to Million and all the other episodes and series here on Drew's Sports Crew live on YouTube. They are live streamed now on Melons. Is what we, we use an app called Melon, and it's through... All on YouTube. You can check out the video, and it's it's great stuff. We have a lot of fun things on there. We have like a ticker on the bottom where it tells you, you know, if where to find us and whatnot. And you can also see Zach have internet issues. As Zach's been uh, struggling with his internet lately, John, you might want to fix that. Uh, it, it's been tough, but we're, we're working through it. He goes back to school, and uh, yeah, I mean, we got to start with a, a segment we like to do always. We like to do something called the shout out of the week. So what that is, we like to shout out someone in sports and whatnot, but this, this shout-out of the week is going to go, of course, to Paul Hoffman and uh, Petskill Brewing Company for helping us out tonight. So, again, thank you, Paula and uh, Petskill Brewing. Also, we got to thank our producer, David Neuenfeld. He's over there. He's helping us out tonight with the audio. So thank you, David. But yeah, tonight we're going to be talking, um, as we've mentioned, the, for um, the Packer season preview. I mean, preseason, that started tonight. We'll be doing our full preseason. I mean, we'll be talking about the Packers. We'll do our, do be doing our season preview. 
And then also, we're going to be talking some fantasy football. So with the fantasy football, we'll be talking, of course, we'll be doing sleepers, we'll be doing breakouts, we'll be actually be talking about some bus, and it'll be a lot of fun. We also have some questions we will answer throughout the show. So if you want to ask us a question, too, also about fantasy football, just raise your hand. We'd be more than happy to answer. But look, that's enough talking for me. Let's go to the Packers season preview, and I'm going to let Zach take over here. I mean, with transactions... Devontae Adams, you know, is the big one. That trade that take that took place, Packers, they get a first-round pick out of it, and they also get another pick. Zach, I want to hear your thoughts right away. We're going to go right to the Adams trade, the big move in the offseason. I want to hear your thoughts, Zach. Devontae Adams getting traded. What would you think? Uh, initially, I liked the move. Um, they can't really afford to pay a top-rated tackle, top quarterback, or top corner once Jair got his extension. Um they really just didn't have the cap space to pay him, so they got a first and second rounder, which I thought was good value in return. They turned that and their second rounder into Quay Walker and uh, Christian Watson. So I think they really used that to kind of take over the position uh, that Adams voided, and then they also helped it to um, kind of solidify that defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it, and we could have used Jared here as our, like, um, our, our partial, you know, our view here as he's he's not a Packer fan, but he is a Colts fan. So Jared always gets a lot of, you know, looks. It's like, he's a Colts fan? Why? What is this? And uh, so we kind of let Jared, like, view it, you know, as just from a, an unbiased football view. So Jared, Devontae Adams, right? I mean, it's a move you had to make. And for getting those picks, you're, you can't go wrong, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Adams is still a top five receiver in the league, so you hate to see him go. Um, but like Zach said, it's hard to afford. If you can't afford the guy, you can't keep him on the team. And uh, going to the Raiders is best for him. I mean, they couldn't have paid him enough money to keep him as he reunited with his college roommate and Derek Carr. Um, but, yeah, the Packers did get something back from him. Like Zach said, they got a first rounder and a, and a second rounder. Um, they got their receiver to try to fill him his place, but... I don't think it'll be right away. Their receiving core is still lacking a little bit. Um, probably, I wouldn't really want to say bottom five in the league, but I might have to say that. Um, but yeah, he'll. I think Christian Watson will become a star, especially with Aaron Rodgers for the first few years of his career. And Adams wanted to leave Green Bay, so there's really nothing you can do when a player wants out. Yeah, Zach brings up a great point, right? I mean, they, they offer just as much money, if not, right, more? With, I think it was a little bit more, yeah. So that, that was kind of the story. He just wanted out at the end of the day, and... Uh, I mean, Jared mentioned receiving core, right? I mean, they, they ended up, they had to use the draft. I mean, that's how they had to get some guys. Let's talk about the NFL draft here, guys. I know we talked about this in live show number one, but, you know, let's do a little refresh here. So the Packers, the big story was at pick 22, they had to go receiver, right? Everyone was like, they're going receiver. Just a matter of who's available. Who are they going to get there? They get a linebacker. Quay Walker out of Georgia is the guy they get, and... It was to shock of many, right? Not many people expected Quay Walker to be the guy there. But after, you know, going in the film, right, dabbling a little in that, I'm all for him. He's actually one of my favorite, you know, prospects there on the defensive side to come out of this draft. And uh, you'll hear me make a little bold take about Quay Walker later here in the show, but I really enjoyed getting Quay Walker. Devontae Wyatt goes at pick 28, also out of Georgia. Both those guys, um, then a D-tackle there for him. Uh, Zach, I'm going to go to you, though, as being you know the Packer fan, analyzing the draft here. Did you like that Quay Walker, or the Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt pick? I liked them both. I think they needed a linebacker to go along with uh, Devontae Campbell, who they re-signed. And Chris Barnes played good. Uh, I don't think he is a good linebacker, too, on a championship-caliber team. 
So I think they need to address that, which they went on and did. Um, the same with Wyatt. I think um, Wyatt and Clark are going to be a great duo in that interior defensive line to go along with Gary. I think that puts their D-line top 10 in the league. Jared, I know I always have to go to you for these because maybe we're just looking too much into it, but you, you, these guys look like they're going to be great defensive players here for the Green Bay Packers for years to come. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you were looking for a receiver, but they ended up getting it a little later. Um, for the for Quay Walker, linebacker, you got to fill in the spot. I know uh, Zarius Smith was an outside linebacker, or inside, but Quay Walker's the opposite. He can work with that, um, fill him in nicely. Uh, then to get Devontae Wyatt, um, solid piece, um, D-tackle, he's going to fill in that, that defense, polish it up wherever it needs to be. And then they, they got the receiver anyways, so... I think the first two picks surprised a few people, but in the end, it, it was for the best, I guess. Yeah, Christian Watson was that receiver Jared mentioned. They got their guy, and, uh, I mean, explosive is one way you could describe Christian Watson. We know he's been dealing with injury. We'll be doing a little training camp report here for those, you know, busy people, busy lives. We'll cover the training camp. We got you covered here on the sports crew. And, you know, getting Christian Watson was a big story. Going to the next pick, Sean Ryan, they got at UCLA. A prospect there, offensive line. And we'll talk about the offensive line. It is, you know, it is looking depleted right now there for the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be something they need to address. They need to get healthy is the main issue there. Romeo Dobbs, a camp standout. We'll get into him as well. He goes there in round four. A lot of people like him, uh, and especially in Dynasty, right, fantasy football. If you're, you're drafting for future years, you're running your team like a GM. He's a guy many people have liked in leagues and uh, – other picks here, Zach Tom, O-lineman out of Wake Forest goes. Kingsley Nagbear, also at round five, he goes. Was a fan of that pick. Tariq Carpenter in round seven goes. And then Jonathan Ford and Rashid Walker and Samori Tori. All those guys go in round seven. So in the draft, I want to talk about, I actually wrote down here right away, I was like, which one of these guys is going to make a biggest impact year one? That's a question I have for both of you and... Uh, Jared, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think is going to make the biggest impact year one out of these rookies for the Green Bay Packers? Um, I think it's an obvious answer, but i got to go with Christian Watson. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, he's, he can make anyone look great. Uh, if it's two, three years, however long Rodgers is in Green Bay, I think Christian Watson will emerge, emerge right now. I think he's wide receiver two on this team behind Lazard. Um, I think that he will emerge as maybe even a one in the next few years um, if he can develop his game behind Rodgers. I think that his future is really bright as of now. So I'm worried with him, right, with Christian Watson being out in training camp. He's missing out on valuable reps right now. So that's my story. I don't know how Watson will be week one against Minnesota. So that's my question there. I'm going to answer my own question right away here. Quay Walker's my guy, Zach. I don't know if I stole your guy, but Quay Walker, look, linebacking prospect I already was raving about. I think he's going to be – he gives a shot, in my opinion, at def- defensive rookie of the year. I think accolades league-wide. I, we did actually a collab post there with uh, – page on instagram and they asked for our our picks for awards i went for def- defensive rookie of the year i chose quay walker actually so i'm actually really bullish on him throughout the year and i think he's gonna put up some great numbers zach who's your guy i'm going with a different receiver um i think the with what you mentioned about watson missing training camp i think that's going to prove to be a big deal especially early on in the season i think Romeo uh, dobbs with his impressive training camp i think he's getting the valuable reps with rogers He's going to build that trust. And we've seen in the past, um, outside of Devonta Adams, he hasn't had that trusted receiver. And that led to kind of a hyper-targeting Devonta Adams, which 
arguably could have hurt the Packers in some points, but I think that's definitely going to help uh, Romeo Dobbs this year, especially early in the season. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, I'm right with you, Zach. Romeo Dobbs is going to be looking like a great receiver there. Uh, also, the other story, right? I mean, Packers, they released their official depth chart. So I want to talk about that a little here before we kind of got into training camp. I mean, it kind of ties in here. So going through it, I mean, there's some standouts that I thought was important. Alan Lazard is listed right now as wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. So, I mean, that was as expected, I feel, right? I mean, people, that, that was just kind of the anticipation coming into the year. Sammy Watkins, wide receiver two. You know, our friend Bernie Vanden Heuvel, if he saw this, he'd be very pleased as he is a Sammy Watkins fan, to say the least. Randall Cobb, right, he's dealing with some injury right now. He's listed as wide receiver three there for the offense. And then we have, like, we have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs as backups at the moment. It's almost like Romeo Dobbs could sneak in that wide receiver three spot if Cobb and Watson continue with injuries. I don't know what you and you, Zach, or Jared are feeling, but I, I seriously think that's how this Green Bay Packer receiving core is going to roll in 2022. I think we're going to see a lot of different receivers get reps. I think Amari Rodgers is going to have an expanded role this year. I think we're going to see him get some targets each game. Obviously, Christian Watson, you're not going to draft a guy in the second round and not give him targets. Uh, Dobbs, I think, has earned that earned that opportunity in camp. And obviously, the older guys like Watkins and Cobb are also going to have their roles. So it'll be interesting the first couple of weeks. But I think um, each of these receivers is going to kind of have their specific role and kind of get their targets. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to roll, too. Jared, I know Colts. You know, maybe you can tell us about the Colts. Uh, team right now but we don't need to hear about Naeem Hines we can talk about that maybe in our fantasy football part but um let's let's talk a little bit about training camp too I mean I think that's the other big story right I mean Green Bay Packers they're very open about their training camp right we see a lot of fans you know a lot of people in the community a lot of media come out for it it's just a great event so going through it, I mean there's a lot of stories from it we got to credit of course Matt Schneidman of The Athletic he does a great job of covering camp he's there all day I mean he's He's typing up stories. He's writing reports. I mean, he's going through it all. And so I, I really, there's some key things that he mentioned that I really had to share with everyone here tonight. The big story, I mean, we've kind of talked about it already. Romeo Dobbs, he's been impressive at camp. He's been the best, arguably the best receiver at camp so far. Uh, there were reports even with him and Jair Alexander. They were dueling it out there on one, one-on-one drills. And Romeo Dobbs, he, he schooled him a little bit. He burnt him on a route, and he unfortunately dropped the pass. But... Dobbs and Alexander are getting into it and uh, I just one thing Schneidman mentioned that I actually thought was was great was it's almost he kind of alluded to like a passing of the torch is kind of what we're what we were seeing in terms of you know Alexander and uh, Adams were going at it back then back in his rookie year in 2018-2019 and then we see now we see Alexander going at it with uh, you know Romeo Dobbs and Alexander was talking about how like Dobbs is that guy, and um, that's something to keep in mind. Like, Dobbs might be the best receiver right now out of camp um, in terms of over Watson. Of course, you know we know Watson's physical profile and such. You know Watson still is, you know, the more prestigious prospect in that in that sense. But another thing which I wanted to hear Zach, I want to hear your thoughts about this. Schneidman he also reported Royce Newman was winning one v ones versus Rashawn Gary. What do you think about that? Uh, that is very surprising because I am. I think Grishon Gary is going to take another leap forward. He played great last year. He's been improving every year. I think Grishon Gary is going to be, um, obviously besides Jair Alexander, I think he's going to be the best defensive player the Packers have this year. 
I'm, I've liked him as a prospect since he came out of college, and I've really liked his improvement each year. So I think if Newman can beat uh, Gary in those one-on-ones, I think that shows a lot of his kind of potential and how he's playing this year, and he could be a cornerstone of this offensive line for years to come. Yeah, I mean, you still can't go wrong with Gary, right? I mean, take him over Shaquille Leonard, Jared, any day of the week, right? No? <laughs> no. Not yet, not yet. Well, he'll get there at some point. But another thing we got to talk about, the offensive line. I mean, this is something that is a little concerning if you're a Packer fan. I know, Zach, you had a little report you wanted to share. But right now, it sounds like from left to right, this is your offensive line due to Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins having an injury. Yash Nyman. John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, and Royce Newman. And then Royce Newman and Zach Tom could be kind of like, you don't know who's going to be there right now. That offensive line doesn't necessarily sound great, and I'm concerned about can they, can they you know, block for guys like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon? I mean, those are two backs who we're looking at fantasy football-wise, even like as a football fan, they got to have big seasons for this Green Bay Packers squad. I mean, Zach, what was your... Th- you mentioned something about the offensive line with Aaron Rodgers. What was that all about? Yeah, so Rodgers, basically a condensed version, said there's a lot of spots open yet in the line. Um, they may be looking at people from outside the building, and somebody needs to step on this, step up on this young line. So that's very concerning, especially considering the Packers are uh, thought to be a run-heavy offense this year with, with the, uh, as we've talked about, kind of the low-profile wide receiver. Uh, core and then you have Dylan and Jones who obviously two great running backs so I think um, if they can't figure this out that could be a huge issue and Rogers been accustomed to a good offensive line for how many years now so I think that would be something to look for with him as well yeah I mean that's going to be what we're looking at with the offensive line um, Jared I mean I'm going to go to you because being a Colts fan right you see it's a rushing offense do you think with this offensive line with right, I mean, I mentioned the guys: Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, and Royce Newman. Can this offensive line, you know, pick up? And can this can they maintain for guys like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon? Will this will this hurt them a lot? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, Bakhtiari is the leader there, and if he's hurt, I don't think they have much uh, leadership. And I think that they're all. I mean, they're inexperienced. Uh, this line, not not some familiar names, and. Uh, I think that they might have some troubles uh, running backs. Even Aaron Rodgers might have some troubles um, being able to, you know, hold the ball for three seconds and find their receiver. Um, it it kind of couples in with him not being able to trust his receivers. If he doesn't have a trusted receiver, he's going to be looking all over the field. And if you got all these, I don't want to say no name, but under the radar players um, on your offensive line, it's going to be a lot harder for not only the running backs but also Rodgers to find his game. Yeah. And Packers, right, preseasons. They play tonight, yeah. Yeah, they play tonight here. First game is tonight. 7.30 is what I'm seeing. So that's starting up here in 11 minutes for that Packers game, right, preseason. Jordan Love is starting. He's going to be under center. It's kind of up in the air right now if Aaron Rodgers will be playing in the preseason. Zach, do you think he's going to play in the preseason? I don't think so. Um, I think we could see maybe two or three drives in the third game, something like that, just to kind of – get some live game action with these with these receivers but i don't think we're going to see him much if at all yeah my concern is well again he addressed the media he said he doesn't see the importance playing in a couple drives he said it, it better be um more than a quarter if not which you know could be two to three drives but i don't know if i see the likelihood of of that and we'll, we'll see what happens with rogers 
I personally don't think we'll be seeing him in preseason action, and uh, that's going to be something to look look forward to. But we got to go more into the records, record predictions for the regular season. So if you've been following along with Journey to Million, we do an off-season preview we took, we took part in. And with the off-season preview, kind of how it worked is we went through all 32 teams. I mean, we went through it. We had guests on. We were covering each team. So we were trying to get just understand each team's off-season, kind of looking at how we think they're going to do in 2022 to 2023. And going through it, we gave some records. And there were some controversial records, just to name a few. <laughs> Zach Rausch of Journey to Millions said that New York Jets were going 9-8. and eight. That's just... I, like Zach. I backed off that a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, seven or eight wins now. You can't change it now, Zach. Can't change it. Still nine be and good. eight. Book still it. It was in. Nine and eight is what we saw, Zach. Nine and eight is what we're sticking with for you. You also had some other low ones. Did you fix that uh, Carolina Panthers one? That one was. Uh, I think I had them at four or five wins, something like I think that. You started um, at like two wins. You started you? at like yeah. two wins, Zach. Yeah. I mean, that was before you... the Baker trade, though. So we'll get I into some of them. DJ that. Moore is a guy. When we talk fantasy, I'd be circling him in at fourth round if you can get him. Let's go through the record prediction, though, I guess. How do you guys think this Packers team will perform in 2022 to 2023? And, yes, I'm asking for a record. Jared, I want to kind of hear your thought. Where, where do you think they'll slot in in a 17-game record or season? Um, I started off saying 13-4. and four. Um, Not being a Packer fan at all, I just think Rodgers is going to lead the team. If he's there, they're going to have a winning season. Um, I went between 11, or 13 and 4 and 12 and 5, but I think 13 and 4, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Um, also, you know, if you want to go to some games, I'm looking Sunday, November 6th at Detroit. Tickets $58. You know, if you want to go there, also hosting Detroit, $60. So that's last game of the year. You know, if you want to do that, look at that. Also, I, and I'm going to go, you mentioned Jared, your record. I'm going to go here, I'm going to say 12 and 5. It's going to be where I'm going to go in the 17-game schedule. It might not be. Oh, I'm looking at Zach's. I had I, the same thing. Yep. We did not do that. We did not plan that. But 12-5 and five is where we're going, I guess, Zach. I mean, you can kind of talk about it. I just think their schedule, it's a little tougher. I mean, they, they have some generous games, right? They have a stretch of Giants, Jets, Commanders. But then you have to play Buffalo at Buffalo. So I think that's definitely going to be a tough game going to Buffalo. I don't think the climate's definitely going to be issued just because the Packers are used to that. But it's Buffalo's a great team. I think we all think they're top two Super Bowl favorites. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, and that's going to be a, a good game there. So that's kind of our record prediction stuff. Look, Green Bay Packers to kind of sum it up, sum it all up here before we talk some fantasy football. A lot of injuries right now in camp. However, the guys who are not injured have stepped it up, and guys like Dobbs and even even Tory to some extent. So those guys have been there. They need a long snapper right now. So anyone in the audience, if you if you're a long snapper uh, right now, there's one guy on the depth chart. And Jared was mentioning to me before he was a former tight end. Jared, what, what was that all about? Yeah, his name is Jack Coco. Um, he played tight end at Georgia Tech in college, um, and now he's starting as a long snapper for the Packers. So <clears throat> this guy hasn't played a snap at long snapper since high school. Um, and if he's your starting long snapper, we saw, that, we saw the issues last year with special teams on the Packers. Uh, and I, 
that's not the best option. I mean, they have someone else there as well as a backup, but not not much better. So I think that it's going to be a little rough to start. Hopefully he's getting a lot of reps in training camp, and uh, hopefully he can be their long snapper in the future. But as of right now, it's not looking too good. Yeah. Drew, are you concerned? Are you concerned about the long snapper? Um, not not much, but I think that's something you can correct. I, you know, rumor has it Trent Persinger is a favorite there for that long snapper spot for the Packers. You know, heard he wants to get out of that Aaron's job, so potentially Trent Persinger out in the crowd could be a replacement there. Maybe he could slot right in the first string right away. See, we're getting we're getting the Packer game on here too, also up there, so we can follow. See how Jordan loves performing. We can hear Packer fans um, still be upset with the first-round pick. I understand. I understand. But let's go to some fantasy football. So this is kind of this the next part of the show here. We're 25 minutes in. This is a little bit over a half that we're going to be doing here. But first, I kind of want to take a quick break, and I want to talk about Thrive Fantasy. So Thrive Fantasy is kind of, you know, it's been our partner for the last few months here on Journey to a Million. They are partnered with us. Use promo code J2M to start your Journey to a Million today. You can, you know, you enter, you go on there, you log in. It's a sports betting site. You do some props. You can do some contests. So it's sports betting plus they got it all on one there. And for every 10 people who sign up, we give away a card. So that's kind of how we've been rolling. For giveaway users 11 through 20, we're giving away a Josh Hader autograph card. I know Josh Hader is no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. I understand. But, you know, everyone could see an interest in this card. Even Ethan Munko over there, who's not a big fan of sports. You know, anyone could be a fan of this. Uh, and at the end of the show here, we're going to announce our giveaway cards for number three. But there's some great cards. You are not going to want to miss it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's go in here with our fantasy football stuff. So I want to first kind of talk about what we will talk about, right? I mean, as that would make sense. We're going to be talking about some sleepers. We're going to be talking about what leagues we're in. We're going to be talking about people we, we just like in fantasy to take at their respective ADP. And you might be wondering, what is ADP? ADP is average draft position and how you use it. I mean, we use it to determine value. It's who do you like that you can get at a discount, basically, or maybe guys you want to avoid because you don't want to pay the premium. It's just all about, you know, it's about the price you want to pay, basically. And Fantasy Pros, we use their ADP as they average it throughout all the fantasy football platforms. So Sleeper, Yahoo, ESPN, you name it. They, they average it out for us. It's very useful. So, I mean, that's kind of how we roll. And Jared, you know, fantasy football, how many leagues are you in, I guess, just for the audience? You know, how, how many should you be in? What, what do you prefer? Well, for people that don't uh, play fantasy football often, I would say maybe two to three at most. Um, I think we're a little different. I'm in two dynasty leagues and four redraft leagues, so totaling six leagues. We don't got to go into the money side of things, how much it is, but um, yeah, a starting lot. off, I think you should. Well, it's, it's a lot. over 100. Jared's so. only got a couple hundred in it. Don't worry. <laughs> Tammy's yeah. not here. She's not listening. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it depends how many you're, you're in. Zach and I are in both three dynasty leagues. It's, it's sure something. And what Dynasty is, I mean, we did a full episode talking about Dynasty League Fantasy Football on the podcast. So if you just scan those QR codes there on your tables, you can go check it out. It's all on there. Everything's up there. You can go just see it. The Thrive Fantasy link is also on there. So it's all pretty easy, all there. As we see, Matt LaFleur is getting ready to call some plays. Jordan Love is uh, getting warmed up and getting loose, ready to hopefully lead the Packers on a nice, some nice drives. But, yeah, I mean, through the Fantasy Football 
stuff. You know, you can do the redraft, of course, where that's your one season kind of thing. Keeper, where you, you keep some players for years to come. It's kind of like Dynasty. It's like a half Dynasty, half redraft. And then also Dynasty. Dynasty is by far our favorite. I'll speak for all of us. And uh, I know, Zach, you really highlighted it. You just, you, you got to go Dynasty, right? Yeah, I think um, if you're just starting to get into fantasy, your first league or two should be redraft. But then after you uh, play for a year or two and you start understanding the concepts, like what players to target, what situations to target, that's when you should start getting into the dynasty leagues. I think it's just it's a whole other level of fantasy. And it proves your talent, too, and being able to hold a, a fantasy league, being a commissioner of a team, and not just get lucky for a few players that are breakout candidates that are on your team that you get lucky drafting. Dynasty actually proves if you can manage your team every week and you know, draft those young rookies who are up and coming and be on top of it every single year instead of just getting lucky in some region. Yeah, Jared, in our dynasty we did last week, you're going to need a lot of luck to maintain that team for a few years. You got burnt on a couple trades I saw. Uh, Tyler DeVote really, um, you know, made some nice trades with you, Jared. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess you kind of hit it on the nose, though, otherwise, right? I mean, it, it's really about keeping long-term success, being able to manage something, and keep it successful is kind of the story with that. But we want to give you guys some names. So, you know, if you're, list, you're here, you can write them down. You can whatever, you know, keep them in, your, in the mind. Guys who we think you got to take at their respective ADP, where they're going right now in drafts, you need to take them, like, before by, you know, a couple, maybe even a couple picks, maybe a full round in some cases. So, Zach, I want you to kind of highlight. I have them labeled as steals. You could also call them sleepers, guys you think are going to break out. Zach, who are yours? Uh, I'll start with uh, Trey Lance. Uh, he's getting drafted as a QB 13 currently. Um, I kind of compared him to Jalen Hurts last year. Um, very high rushing upside with the quarterbacks. Um, I think Trey Lance is in a better situation. He has uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. His great pass-catching options, much better than Hurts did last year. And I think it's just it's a both of them for Hurts last year and Trey Lance this year. It's their first year as a full-time starter after having a year of uh, primarily backup work. I think um, Lance has the arm talent and the rushing upside to finish top 10. I would put him at, I think he's my quarterback 7 or 8 currently. I like it. I'm all for it. Jared, what do you think about Trey Lance? Um, risky. He's not proven. He's uh, they, The 49ers put, uh, took a huge risk of not playing Jimmy G and going straight to Trey Lance. I think that seven might be a little high. Um, that's a lot. Hurts finished his QB9 last year. Are we talking four-point per touchdown league, Zach? Or? Yep, four-point per touchdown, and he had uh, Devontae Smith was his top receiver. I'm okay. for it. Why not? Um, you know, with that, I mean, I had Jalen Hurts as a guy, too, to look at. I, I think he can finish top five this year. We talked about it. I, I mean, on an episode, if you want to go check out our breakout or quarterbacks episode, we actually did a positional preview for each position, kind of highlighted what we think of it, how you should approach it. So, I mean, it's all up there on the podcast. Again, it's on our link tree, which when you scan the QR code, you go right to the link tree. You got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all right there, all, you know, right in your fingertips. So it's all... Nice and easy there, and um, my steal of the draft, I'm going to go right to it. DJ Moore, you guys guessed it. Wide receiver 17 right now, really? That's it? I mean, he is going to be a steal at that spot. I mean, I even added up here with with him here, and uh, at wide receiver 17, he's going 
behind guys like Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's I think he can finish top ten this year. I mean, I put them I put him ahead of guys like AJ Brown. I think you're think, very high on DJ Moore. I think Keenan Allen sack. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. There's a lot of guys there. Baker Mayfield is still a solid quarterback by any means. We cannot. You know, I know he was injured last year. I know he's banged up, but you still can't count out DJ Moore with Baker or with Baker there. And um, my other thing, Zach, as you know, we played a little game on fan, um, the podcast called Fantasy Feud, or really Dynasty Feud is what we called it. And with it, I mean, I highlighted a great stat. The target percentage leaders for wide receivers and tight ends inside the 10-yard line. So guys who get the ball thrown to them a lot in the 10-yard in the line, and the guys who are right, DJ Moore was right there, number five, 34.6%. He only finished with four touchdowns last year. You're telling me he's not due for some positive regression, Zach? I think he's definitely going to have more touchdowns. I think he will finish better than his ADP. I don't know if I would go top 10 or top eight, as you've told me before. I think he's going to be around that 10 to 12 range, which I, I'm, I agree with you. I think you should draft him as ADP. Ahead. <laughs> I think I might have to agree with Zach. I think that you're a little too high on him, um, especially with Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold throwing to him, whoever it's going to be. Not it, really it's got to be Baker. It's got to be. It's got to be Baker, yeah. It, it's uh, it's very risky. I, I don't think that he should be going that high like you're saying. I think that where he is right now, you should draft him. But I think that, uh, what would you say, uh, 12? Well, if you think he's going to be a 12th best wide receiver, why wouldn't you draft him? I mean, I'm not saying you, you should reach up and grab him for your competition, but... Yeah. You know, if you're scared he's going to go, you should draft him ahead of wide receiver 17, Jared. I, I don't think you can go wrong with that. I think you should go right behind Michael Pittman. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's a good spot there as well. Jared, let's hear one of your breakout slash steal slash sleeper candidates. So we got Naeem Hines. Um, I know of I'm a course. Colts fan. It's, uh, of course. He's been emerging in camp. Um, Coach Reich said that he's going to be, um, if he was the the owner of a team, he would draft him. I know I always say that, but that's just something I like to throw out there. So he's he's going as running back 44, and he's going behind Daryl Henderson, Ronald Jones, uh, James Cook, Cordell Patterson even, um, a lot lower than he should be. I mean, I think this is a steal. You can get him in like the 12th round. Um I think I saw some stats last time that he had a good quarterback was Phillip Rivers, and he ended up ending at uh, running back 22. And for him to be at 44 is double what he ended at that year. And now he's got Matt Ryan, who's going to be able to utilize kind of a, a mobile running back who can also catch some passes. I think Naeem Hines will be out of the backfield as well as catching some passes, maybe even a run, wide receiver three. I know I might have said two earlier, but I think three is safe. Um, He's going to be an emerging star this year, and he's going to he's going to have the, the year of his life. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Naeem Hines, yes, Jared likes him as the coach said to like him. So there's your That's there's your analysis right. there. I'm Jared. I'm just joking with you. But otherwise, um, some other guys who we think are going to break out. I'll throw one of mine at you. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. He's at RB12 right now. I think he's going to finish in the top ten, especially in PPR. Right. I mean, with that point per reception, you want running backs who are going to get targets and Aaron Jones I mean he has a shot we kind of talked about already he's kind of he's in a better spot he's kind of like Naeem Hines in terms of he's going to get a lot of receiving work but he's just in a better spot where he's that lead guy there's no Jonathan Taylor there's the story I know there's AJ Dillon but no JT I think Aaron Jones we talked about this Zach he could be getting the second or third most targets on the Green Bay Packers this year could he not yeah I think um I think I saw a stat is 
whenever Devonta Adams was either missed the game or was out, uh, Aaron Jones averaged about 25 points per game in a PPR. Like I, with any running back, you're going to be more than happy with that. Those are some Christian McCaffrey, like healthy Christian McCaffrey numbers. Yeah, and um, those that was my second steal. Does anyone else have a second steal? Because I actually did write down some breakout slash sleepers I want to just briefly mention. Well, Naeem Hines was my big one. I also threw in Devontae Parker. It's not looking the best right now because Kendrick Bourne is there, Jacoby Myers is there, and they're both coming out as kind of top two. I think uh, Devontae Parker can be that maybe two, three. Um, I think that where he's going, I'm not sure exactly. I could take a look here. But we talked about that, and at the time, um, he was going a lot lower than he should have been, and uh, I thought that was a steal. Um, He's going wide receiver 57. 57, yep, there he is. Right behind Nicole Hardman, Valdez Scantling, and Michael Gallup, and then Jacoby Myers is at 53. So um, I think on the depth chart, Parker was listed as the two behind Myers, but I think that if he has, if everything goes right, he stays healthy, um, and Mac Jones can get him the ball, I think that he could emerge as, I don't know, top 50, top... I mean, he can go ahead of where he's going now. Yeah, another one, you know, I want to mention some other sleepers. Zach, sorry, did you have a a sleeper you want to briefly mention? Well, I have one that I know you're going to like as well, because we have talked about this before. Uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell, wide receiver 29. Elijah Moore? Um, Not Elijah Mitchell. uh, Yeah, Elijah Moore. (laughs) Because, no, Elijah Mitchell is more of a bust candidate for me, Zach. No, Elijah Moore, um, we saw great flashes last, last, last year from weeks 9 to 13. He was the overall wide receiver 2 in PPR. I mean, I think if you can get him as wide receiver 29, even if he just has a stretch like that again this year, that can win you some matchups. And even in camp, he's looked like the wide receiver 1 in New York. Oh, and do you guys know who the quarterback was during that stretch? It's Joe Flacco. The GOAT. So, so if you don't you think mean, he Joe Flacco that was Zach Wilson, I mean... Yeah, I just saw actually Romeo Dobbs is up there acting as wide receiver one. So, you know, up in the preseason game as well, you know, as they got that up here at Petskill Brewing Company. And um, some other sleeper breakout guys I want to briefly mention. Again, I say briefly. Zach hit him on the right, right in the nose. Trey Lance was, was my guy. He said he said some great things. Brees Hall being a rookie running back, I still, you know, he, he's, it looks like out of camp right now. Front and center, he is ahead of of Michael Carter. I'd be looking at Brees Hall even in redraft formats. Ramondre Stevenson, his situation for the Patriots gets better by the day. Christian Kirk, they go out and pay him a bunch of money in Jacksonville, and he is going to perform as their wide receiver one. Chase Edmonds, he's leading a crowded Miami backfield, but look, Mike McDaniel and that staff over there, they're going to use him a lot, I believe. And then Kadarius Tony I threw in there. He's dealing with an injury bug right now, and um, I just think Tony, he's going to come back and He's going to look like Daniel Jones is number one. I don't know if you guys really like that, but I like Kadarius Tony. Out of those breakout sleepers I made, out of all these, Zach, other than Trey Lance, which one do you like the most? Um, well, I had Brees Hall on my list, too. Uh, I don't think you're going to draft a running back at the beginning of the second round. After trying to trade up into the first round to get him, if you're not going to give him significant work in his first year, um, his receiving upside may be a little, little bit limited by Michael Carter. I think he's still going to have a a good-sized role in that area just because he excelled at it so much last year. But I think Riesel is going to have a lot of the carries, and he's still going to get his reception work as well. Is there one, Jared, on my list that you liked as well? I mean, I think I agree with Zach. Brees Hall is looking good. Um, you guys basically said, every, <clears throat> said everything I would say. I, I think he's going to be emerging as running back one there, and 
he's looking like a strong rookie running back right now. Any other sleepers you had, Jared, before we talk about some busts? No, I got, I got a good bust, though. All right, so let's go to those bust candidates, and I'm going to start with Zach. Let's hear your bust candidates. So this isn't really a, I guess you would call him a bust, because I think he's still going to be good. I think he's just being overdrafted currently. Um, Joe Burrow, he's going as the QB6. He finished as a quarterback eight last year in nearly historically efficiency. He was first in yards per attempt, first in completion percentage, and he had the most long-distance plays in the league, which um, I was going off 40-plus yard plays. So he had a lot of long plays that um, kind of gave him some extra production that he may not have this year. And even though they did um, speed up the offensive play a little bit at the end of the year, they were a very slow offense that ranked 19th in the league in passing attempts. And I think just with his, um, I guess, limited rushing upside, uh, he's going to need to pass a lot. And we saw the other top five quarterbacks. You saw Josh Allen, Tom Brady, uh, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott. They were all top five in the league for pass attempts. So I think if he wants to get to that top five level, he's going to have to get to 600, 650 pass attempts to get there. And that would make almost Mixon a bust then if he gets there, right? I mean, depending where you look at it. I I just think, I think in that year, or with the Bengals, I think if you're drafting Mixon and Mixon goes, has a big year, I think Burrow's going to be a bust. And then if Burrow throws for, like you mentioned, 650, 700 times, I think, I think there's a shot Mixon can be a bust. It's just how that offense is. I mean, there's, you can only give, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense and that's just going to really hurt some of their output. Jared, do you have a bust that you really want to share? Because if it's the guy that Zach and I think it's going to be, well, we might do a little disagreement here. No, it's not. It's uh, Devin Singletary. It's not um, who I was going to say. Um, yeah, Devin Singletary, last year he averaged 11 carries a game, and that was as the primary running back in Buffalo. And uh, that only went for about 57 yards a game as well. This year, now you got uh, James Cook there as well, and he might become the running back one for Buffalo. It might take a while. I think we, we talked about this on a different podcast. I think that after about week six or seven, I think James Cook will start to become more viable for that offense. Um, people are on Devin Singletary um, pretty high right now. He's going as uh, running back 29, and James Cook is going as running back 40. I think that, I mean, Devin Singletary is going below Miles Sanders, but above Rashad Penny, um, Kareem Hunt, even Tony Pollard and Chase Edmonds. Um, people are so high on Singletary, and I don't really know why. I think that it only take like not even half the season before James Cook can take over his role there in Buffalo. Devin Singletary did have a great uh, finish to the year last year. It was kind of sh- uh, similar to Rashad Penny. I think that kind of went under the radar a little bit because it was overshadowed by Penny. So I think he's still going to be he's still going to get his work in the offense. I just uh, I know I've talked to Drew about this before, but I just I don't think that offense is built to support a top-tier fantasy running back with Josh Allen, all his, all the carries he's going to get himself. Yeah, my bus candidate here, I mean, I, I've talked about this one before on the show in our bust episode. Fortunately, Zach, you were, weren't really able to join us for that one. Yeah, internet issues. Internet issues again. John, I think we should look into that. Get that Talk fixed. to you after the show. Uh, Amonra St. Brown is my bus candidate. Wide receiver 25. I think that's, that's way too high. I know I, I know that they were kind of baking in, right? I mean, his historic season last year. Of course, that's what a lot of people are basing it off of. And some people have told me, you know, they're still discounting it to an extent, but I don't think so. Darnell Mooney's behind him. I'd take Mooney over Amonra. I mean, there's other guys. 
Elijah Morzak, I'd even I might even consider those two are really close for me. And then you know, Gabe Davis is kind of there with him in the in that range, and then Allen Robinson. I I can get those, but I still think there's guys behind who I'd be targeting ahead of Amonra. I'd be avoiding him at his respective ADP right now for 2022, at least in redraft formats. And we see up there, we see a field goal. 49ers are on the board, three nothing. Little score report there, but bus candidates. I mean, Amonra was my big one. We were all over that one. Do we want to talk about Darnell Mooney at all? No, we don't. Darnell Mooney, Jared, will be just fine. He's going to get a lot of volume. I mean, he's going to be that number one target in that offense. He's going to command a huge target, Jeremy Komet. Under Justin Fields, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still going to get 120, 130 targets. I don't care who the quarterback is. If you're getting that many targets, you're going to produce fantasy-wise. Yeah, I think so, too. To an extent, yeah. Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin are kind of in that same range, though. I mean, they got poor quarterbacks, and it's like what, it, you can almost, you know, just pencil in that one of them is going to be a bust. It's just who, which one is it? I mean, there's three options there. I don't know who it's going to be. I, I'm still leaning. It's going to be either McLaurin or Johnson. I just don't know which one. I like Mooney, though. I've seen myself in a lot of drafts in that range. I've been going like the Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. I've been going running back in the third, fourth, just because I that's where all those receivers are that um, kind of they're great receivers. They just, their quarterback situation is terrible. Maybe that's why I traded DK Metcalf in my dra- in our dynasty. That league, was still right? a bad trade. That was a terrible trade. trade. I don't even want to mention that trade, Jared. You're going to hurt people's ears by sharing that trade. Move on then. Anyway, is, is there any other sleepers, breakouts, or busts that we didn't touch on that you guys had down that we really want to talk about? What about uh, Cam Akers? Cam Akers, that's Actually, a question, Zach, that in our mailbag part, we can kind of talk about your Cam Akers stuff. You bring that up then. How about that? Sounds good. We did have some questions submitted in. We have five or six of them, I believe. So that's kind of like segment three of this show. But we're going to take candidate. a break from that. What? I have a breakout candidate. You break out, please go ahead. Who is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, Jared, you're speaking for all of Colts Nation. All how he's, many? He's getting drafted at his breakout. Wide receiver 13. No, he's on the rise right now. He's going yeah, to, like, top his 10. His ADP is rising as well. Yeah, well, he's going to have a breakout season, so he's going to be top 10. Yeah, I took him in he's dynasty, listed as 13. so, I mean, I like him. Yeah. Michael Pittman is, I, you know, I have him leading, potentially being a, a top in the league of tar, in targets right now. I think in PPR, he's going to be an absolute monster. I have him in a couple leagues. Very pleased with Michael Pittman. I think he's going to put up, put up a great year here. For the Indianapolis culture, I'm all with that breakout. And you'll see in actually some drafts of people speculating the same. I actually did a draft today. Mid-second round, did Michael Pittman go? Wow. What do you guys think? It was best ball. That's where you'll go. That's where you draft the team. And then you don't touch the lineup. They just, you just get the top players. Who score? It's pretty easy. No waiver wire. No, no starting lineups. No nothing. So nice and smooth there. But how about we take a break, guys, and give away some stuff? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's give away some free stuff. So we have we have the Josh Hader autograph card. We have 10 people down who will be able to win here. I have their names. I actually have their emails. So I have AppsMan99. I, I know, Zach, that might be one of your people. Tyler Valeski. There, Jared, your brother. Justin P. John Roush, who's in attendance. Could we win in something here tonight? Alex Trowbridge. Isaac Ferguson. Kim Roush could be winning something tonight. Jonathan Tim. Ethan Munka can be winning something tonight over there. And Deanna Geraldson. So 
those are the people. I got a random number generator set up. I'm going to do it three times, and then who ends at number three will win. Zach and Jared are watching to make sure there's no funny business. Here we go. Time one, we get two. Time two, we get nine. And time three, three. So winner number, who is it, number three? Justin P. Justin P. is our winner. Justin P. is not in attendance, I don't think. But Gretchen's congratulations. Cousin. Justin P. gets a Milwaukee Brewers Josh Hader rookie card. I know it's still Josh Hader, though. It's numbered out of 299. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool card. Thank you again, Thrive Fantasy, helping us out. Scan the QR code. Get yourself started. Start your journey in a million with us. And then we have giveaway number three. We are making the announcement of what the cards are. Seven spots are left. You're going to want to get on this giveaway. Card number one, that's giving away two cards here. Bobby Portis autograph, right? Everyone loves Bobby Portis. Bobby, as they say, fan favorite. There you go. Number two that we know is going to be a local favorite. Luke Gedeke autograph card, rookie card from Valders. We have that. We're giving that away with it. So those two cards, seven more spots are available. If you want to get this, look, a Luke Edeke autograph card. They even got Whitelaw, Wisconsin on the back. You know, nice local pride, a very cool card. So, you know, you better start on it. They have the QR codes again on the tables. Go sign up. Use code J2M, deposit $10, enter a contest, and we'll have you down. You can win a Luke Edeke and Bobby Portis autograph card. doesn't get any better than that. Thank you guys again with that, but let's go through some questions, and then we'll be doing another giveaway, and then we're going to kind of wrap it up here. So we got some questions here, and we'll also answer any questions, of course, with the audience. So question number one is, so, you know, looking at the draft, sometimes in redraft, you're going to have, you don't know who to draft with those last few picks, right? Other than kicker and defense, right? You've got to get those, but who to draft? with those last few picks. I actually wrote down some names of guys who I think are worth drafting with those last few picks. So Alexander Madison from the Minnesota Vikings is arguably a top running back that's a backup. So he's like a handcuff for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is injury prone. I totally love Madison there. Kenneth Gainwell is another one in the Philadelphia backfield. You don't know how Miles Sanders is going to play, and Kenneth Gainwell has been a, a great piece there. Josh Palmer of the Los Angeles Chargers is one who I'm looking at as well. A young wide receiver, a long wide receiver. He's tall. He's got great hands. He's a guy who I think, you know, with Mike Williams, Keen Allen, if one of those guys goes down, he's going to be wide receiver two, possibly wide receiver one. So look for him, and he's with Justin Herbert, who Zach loves. Jared, do you have any other guys you want to use with that last pick? Do you have any names? Um, No, actually, I was going to say Alexander Madison because – Delvin Cook went down a few weeks last year, and Alexander Madison was the, the starter that was putting up 20 points. He had two touchdowns a game. He was putting up those numbers, and if you can get him at around 16, 17, however many rounds, even like, what is it, like 18, 19, I think that he, he's a steal, and where else is that pick going to go? I mean, you can't get much better than that. I mean, my, my main strategy, I guess, late in draft, so that around 15 through 17, I like to kind of take some shots on some receivers, like a Rondell Moore, or if you go to the Patriots, like a Jacoby Myers, I know he doesn't get touchdowns. I think we could obviously see that he's a great receiver. But I think that kind of those receivers that haven't um, proven themselves, but they have that upside, they're in a good situation. Um, that's kind of what I look for in those late rounds. I also want to highlight some guys from Kansas City, the Chiefs. The big story, Isaiah Pacheco is... 
potentially RB2 there right now. Ronald Jones does not look good right now for him. He's a potential cut candidate is actually what we're hearing right now. It's a big story. Sky Moore is also another receiver there. You don't know who's going to be number one right now in Kansas City. I, you, you know, why not draft Sky Moore there? Pacheco, like I mentioned, then those other guys, Josh Palmer, Kenneth Gainwell, Alexander Madison, Rondell Moore, who you mentioned, Zach, I, I feel he, he could get drafted ahead of that. I mean, I'm, I'm all for a Rondell Moore breakout. He actually kind of just missed my breakouts. I, I felt like there was yeah. guys who were more deserving. I think he's he's going to be in the last, like, five-ish rounds. I think he's he's not going to be one of those guys you can wait until the last round, but I think he's going to be in definitely in the bottom half when you're just filling out your bench, uh, kind of getting those upside guys. Drew, he's worth I, a pick. I, I, touchdown. Is it touchdown Dubs? Packers? Dubs? Yeah, they got it. Jordan Love there. To Dobbs. Look at that, Jared. You know, looking better there than Rat- Matt Ryan. The am I right? Who is it? Dobbs. Is it Dobbs? Yeah. There you go. Romeo Dobbs, who's got him in fantasy football dynasty. So, you know, you're looking good there. Nice play there, over-the-shoulder catch. Very nice. All right. Uh, question two let's go to. Thoughts on Amonra St. Brown? I shared my thoughts. It, it wouldn't be fair if I were to answer this question. Zach, I'm going to pass it to you. What are your thoughts on Amonra? Um, I guess I agree with you. His ADP at wide receiver 25 is too high, but I don't think he's going to be terrible this year, especially with Jameson Williams missing the beginning of the season, uh, still recovering from that torn ACL he suffered in the uh, national championship game. So I think he's still going to have that role. Um, Jared, I know you don't like Jared Goff, and that's why you're avoiding him, but he did produce last year with Jared Goff. You, you can't just dismiss that fact. So he's proven himself in the past. I think he's still going to get the targets. I know Swift and Hawkinson are back, which are going to eat away at that a little bit. But I would be drafting him. I would be very comfortable with him as my wide receiver three or four. Yeah, I think his emergence last season. We saw him play in Detroit um, last uh, second half of the season last year. He was looking like, I mean, a true wide receiver one for that team. He won but some like, fantasy leagues for people. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, but like you were saying, I mean, Jared Goff, I, you can't really fully go off of that. Um, I wouldn't say he's the worst quarterback in the league. He can he can make the passes when he needs to, and Amon Ra can get open. Um, so I, do, I don't think he should be going as high as he is, but I don't think that, like you said, he should be hated on just because, you know, Jared Goff. And, I'd say around, like, around wide receiver 30. The yeah, 30, I could 35, I think that's a good range for him. Yeah. We can go with that. You know, I'm, I'm still not just a Amon Ra guy. I'm avoiding him really at all costs, and that's, that's just how it is for me. Jared, I got a question for you, and um, it's pick one is how this works, is what, what the question was. It was Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, or T. Higgins. It's a PPR 12-team league. Who should they go with? You want to go to me first? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going with you. Okay, well. I think we know who Jared's picking. Yes yeah. and no. So I, I always like having Keenan Allen, but, I mean, I got to go Michael Pittman just because, but I think that... Either one, Keenan Allen, I'd say is good. I'd, I'd say T. Higgins is probably third. Um, it's just a loaded uh, receiving core there in Cincinnati. Um, I just don't think that he could be the, the standout there. I think that Michael Pittman, I think mean, we talked before, we think he might be number one in targets this year. And for PPR, it's all about targets and receptions. So I think Michael Pittman, number one. I'd say Keenan Allen, number two, because he has Herbert thrown to him. And then I think that T. Higgins will be number three. I got right now, I would say, Michael Pittman in PPR, and then I'd say T. Higgins on PPR. It's potentially where I'd go with touchdowns, and just overall, I feel like he would have a bigger impact scoring just with, I don't know how with 
right with JT and Hines, I don't know how much in the red zone we're going to see guys like that. Because I feel like Allen, of course, is a nice reception guy as well. Oh, yeah. The more I've looked at it, the more I like Pittman, actually. So I'm going to put Pittman first in this group. And then I'm going to uh, T. Higgins and uh, Keenan Allen is very tough. Um, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Keenan, Keenan Allen just because um, I guess I, I like Herbert more than Burrow. I think they have a more explosive offense, and they're going to maybe uh, potentially score more. I'm fine with that. Question four here. Zach, I'm going to start with you for this one. Are you ready? Will Devontae Adams have a better season with Carr than he had in Green Bay with with Rodgers? Um, I can keep it short here. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. That, he, he's just not. No, he got, he's not. He got double-digit targets basically every game with Rodgers, and now he has to go compete with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro with a worse quarterback. Even though Derek Carr is a solid quarterback, he's, nobody can say he's on Aaron Rodgers' level. I think I think he'll still be top five in the league as a receiver. Um, it's hard to beat last season. He had 1,553 yards and 11 touchdowns um, on 123 receptions, and that's with Rodgers, like you said. Now they got uh, Hunter Renfro and Waller. Um, more targets, uh, maybe less defense, though, on him. They might be, not be double-covered, but it's still not going to make up for all the, all the receptions and yards he had last year with Aaron Rodgers. So you're right, the answer is no. I think when we talked about this, I had him the lowest at wide receiver five. I think you both had him at wide receiver four. I put Stephon Diggs over him just because I think the situation's a lot better. So I mean, I think Jared. I think you actually went as high as three for him. I had him at three. Yeah. Yeah, Jared was still. You had him ahead of Chase, right? Was it Chase? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get on that. I think originally I had him at two, and then I bumped him to three. Oh, maybe I kept you him, bump at two. him down a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I even I had two there. A few more questions here. And then I actually want to get into some stats before we wrap up. Talk about a little bit about Dynasty Feudal we ran. Looking forward to running more game shows on the podcast. But Cam Anchors and Daryl Henderson is kind of what stems of this question. Basically, how are they going to split? And overall, how do we think that backfield's going to operate? It, it's been a lot big story with Denver, right? How are they going to operate even with Green Bay? What about with Los Angeles, the Rams? Zach, what, how do you think this one's going to operate? Well, I've not been a fan of Cam Akers, especially in fantasy. Um, just coming off torn Achilles is not. Um, I know Tyler, who we've had on as guest before, he's talked about this a lot. And kind of, I think he's proven very well. I'm buying into his reasoning. There's really no running backs that have came back from torn Achilles and done good. I mean, the best example is Dante Foreman. And was he? He's a backup. So I think Cam Akers, I think in a situation, he's still going to get goal line work. He's still going to get some touchdowns. But I think Daryl Henderson, it could be even a 50-50 split. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Torna Kelly. Yeah, and it's just the explosiveness. It's gone. I mean, it's gone from a running back when, when you have that injury. That's why, again, I, that's something I'm not looking for. As we saw Packers corner get burnt. They're on a long touchdown pass there. Looks like 49ers now are back in the lead. But, yeah, Henderson and that. Sean McVay's been talking with with that. Daryl Henderson's going to have a bigger role. I would take him right now maybe over Naeem Hines, Jared. I mean, Daryl no. Henderson's got a guy who we could actually see. If we see Akers have any sort of injury again, I mean, I would take having Daryl Henderson leading that offense. I mean, they can produce still top running backs. Yet a successful receiving core in Cup, Robinson, Higby, Jefferson, right? I mean, 
lot of guys there. I mean, and we saw Akers in the uh, playoffs last year. Would he average like three yards a carry? Like he was not good. And I mean, you can blame on the offensive line. Probably could have played better. But we just it, it, whether he wasn't finding the holes or he just couldn't explode through him. He just. I mean, the last game of the season last year, he had three carries for five yards. Yeah, I think you guys might be being a little hard on him. I mean, just looking at ADP, Daryl Henderson's 43, running back 43, and Akers is all the way up here um, at 18. I know he's been injured. You you can't really judge um, going into next year, but you saying that you'd rather have uh, Henderson over um, Nyan Hines is kind of uh, wrong. I'm just going to say that. Um, I don't think he'll be that high, but I don't trust Cam Akers, like you guys said. Yeah, I mean, Cam Akers has been a guy I'm actually avoiding in a lot of drafts. Sadly, just with the injury concern, you know, it's something just you have to look at. So we have one more question here, too, before we want to get into some, some fun stats, and then we'll, we'll do a little bit of wrap-up. we got to give away some more free stuff, of course. we got to give away that hat before we wrap up. But the question here is, who is overall better right now, and who will have the better season? JT, being Jonathan Taylor, or Derrick Henry? I'm going to start this question. I think Derrick Henry's the better talent right now, and that's just due to look look at the pace he was putting up, a historic pace. Fortunately, injury concerns, right? That's kind of what ended his season, but still you have to respect JT in terms of consistency. I would say Henry's going to have the better season. If they're both playing 17 games, I'd take Henry over JT, but... Because we don't know with Henry, I'd be taking JT in that sense. But if I knew both were playing 17, I'd be going Henry. And same with McCaffrey, I throw in this discussion. Am I the only one who's thinking that, Jared? No, um, I think that, I mean, Derrick Henry last year was getting about 35 carries a game. You know, he was up there and he was getting the workload for the Titans offense. And if he doesn't get hurt, he's ending at least with 2,000 yards, if not a lot more. and if I'm saying this question 100% healthy, it's got to be Henry, right? If you're both healthy, uh, Tannehill's not really trustworthy as a quarterback. Um, so they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. And if he's getting those 30 carries a game, he's going to put up the numbers. So um, if they're both healthy, like you said, both play 17 games, I think Henry is going to be, um, I wouldn't say miles ahead, but probably like a couple hundred yards and ahead of JT. Am I crazy for uh, taking JT over Henry? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Colts think, fan, and I said Henry. Just so you know, I think I carries wise. I mean, we saw Jonathan Taylor got a lot of carries last year. He got a lot of touches. I think they're going to be similar uh, touch wise, and I think the Colts' offensive line is drastically better than the Titans. I mean, when Henry was putting up those great seasons, the Titans' offensive line looked a lot different than it does now, and it's clearly gotten worse. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, can't go wrong. I mean, both those guys. Gonna be top picks in your redrafts for sure. Want to highlight some stats too to kind of wrap up our fantasy football talk. So, yeah, I ran dynasty feuds, family feuds. So the Roush family, first the Velusky family. I was your host. I was Steve Harvey for that. Drew Skyberg there. But yeah, going through it, um, we went through some stats and we had some categories. Jared actually did. He won dynasty feud. He was our first time winner, but. The big the stats that we I was trying to look at I was looking at you know quarterbacks who had the most passing attempts inside the twenty to kind of gauge you know guys or quarterbacks who are going to get touchdown passing touchdowns and the the guys to look at was Josh Allen Tom Brady Matthew Stafford Aaron Rodgers Justin Herbert and I know of course Rodgers doesn't have the rushing upside so that's kind of why we won't see him but like Allen Brady and Herbert kind of 
they, I looked at them and they were like, hey, you know, it, it points to usually guys who are going to be pretty good in fantasy, and that's exactly how they are. And if, another one. Here, here's a good one that we had a little laugh at. It was wide receiver broken tackles on reception. So wide receivers who caught the ball and then broke some tackles. The leaders, Debo Samuel with 13, CeeDee Lamb with 12, Cooper Cup with 10, Tyreek Hill with 10, right? You know, guys who are top receivers. LaVisca Chenault Jr. jumps in there at number 10. Number 5. So LaVisca Chenault might be a guy you could have on your dynasty bench. He's not getting some redrafts. He's not getting drafted. I mean, it's, it's a stat. You know, it's, that, that's just something to see there. You know, that stat like, doesn't really come with any fantasy value. It's just a few broken tackles, but it's still uh, crazy to see him up there. I mean, I think he's still one of those late-round guys that you can target. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to improve a lot this year, especially with Doug Peterson in there. So if Chenault um, emerges there, that could be some value you can get late. And I think we talked about players to draft at the end of your draft. If he's still there, I mean, swoop him up. That's a, that's a good pick. Yeah, why not? You can't go wrong. Last stat I wanted to look at was target percentage leaders. Right, I talked about this one with DJ Moore. Hunter Renfro, not the player for the Milwaukee Brewers, for the Las Vegas Raiders, 38.2% there. Marvin Jones, 37.9%. Gerald Everett, 368 Cooper Cup and DJ Moore were tied. Again, I mentioned DJ Moore. He is my guy. I'm looking at him. Top 12 receiver this year, at least. Book it. But otherwise, did you guys have any other stats you were looking at? Any things you wanted to mention with that before we give away some more stuff? No, I don't think nope. so. Nope. Let's give away some stuff. How about that? We'll give away a hat here. Before we wrap up here on this Friday night, we can have you. We can get you guys to watch some of the preseason. So we'll wrap up, and uh, we gotta make some announcements. We have 14 people who signed up. You know, last call if you want to sign up for this. No, never one. We got okay. We got 14 people down. The random number generator is set. We're gonna run it three times again. I got people looking over. This is for a Journey to a Million hat. If you want to buy one after the show, fifteen dollars. Come up after the show. Or we have the Drew Sports Crew hats available as well. Come up and we can get you one of those after the show as, with that. So 1 through 14, here it is. Time through time 1. Hold on, it's lo- 3. 10. And 2. So number 2 is Joan Krieger. And uh, she already has a hat. <laughs> so we, we'll, we'll run it one more time. Number 11, and I believe these people left. We have Jill Sigler. Are they? No, no, I believe they left. We'll run it one more time. Shane Griepentrog is our winner. You can come up and get your Journey to a Million hat. There you go. Congratulations, Shane, on winning the hat. Hopefully we can have you on in the fall as you will be at Minnesota. Congratulations. But otherwise, you know, fun to always give away stuff. We want to thank everyone for coming out. We're going to do some announcements here before we wrap up. As you can see on the link tree, if you, go, again, use that QR code, we are on a platform called Medium. So Drew Sports Crew is in the world of sports journalism. Yes, we are. We have some articles up. I... I actually had the first one come up today, myself talking about why you should move your league to Superflex. So if you're interested in why I know what Superflex is, go check it out. Jared's got stuff in the works, right, Jared? What are yeah. you writing about? Um, so 
we did a dynasty draft um, a couple week, like a week ago, and so we did a poll on our on Snapchat, and we chose the date that we were going to be drafting. We chose the sixth, right? And uh, I I took off of work on the fifth, so I was working while we drafted. Um, so I was in the cooler, I was in the bathroom, I was trying to go anywhere I could to draft. Um, so for now on, I'm going to make sure to get the right date. Uh, so that was, uh, that was something I'm going to be writing about on Medium. I'll write about how to work your, your queue in a draft. Um, so if you're not present, you still get the players that you want. Um, and then also turning on auto-draft when you're not there to make sure you're getting those players and turning it off when you know you'll be able to draft. Um, so that'll be going up in the next few weeks. I wonder what your boss thought, because... If that happened at a Dairy Queen, I could not imagine. Yeah, you would send them home over there, John. They'd be done. They'd be canned for sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see that, Jared, because Jared drafted. Who did he get? He got Chris Carson, who retired. He got... That was round, like, 24. Who else did he get, Zach? He got some guys who who aren't even on teams right now. It was pretty cool. I saw, and then Zach picked up Antonio Brown, too. What was that about, Zach? Oh, I made a little Antonio Brown for Michael Crabtree trade. Um, yeah, guys, here's how the honor playing. Hey, at least I didn't get Rob Gronkowski. He went right before my pick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then also, you know, our, our, my other announcement here is if you want a sweatshirt. Yes, I know it has the old logo, of course, and the old name. But I have them for sale, ten dollars. So if you just want a sweatshirt, just want to support, they're very comfortable sweatshirts. We're all wearing them. Love them. I mean, they're they're nice and comfy. So. If you want one of those, reach out. And, of course, the hats come up here. $15 for those, 10, 10 for the sweatshirt. So that's kind of all I had here. Social medias at Drew Sports Crew is where you can find the Instagram and Twitter. The YouTube is Drew Sports Crew. Check out live episodes. We'll have this up on Monday, this audio, of course. So for people listening on Monday, thank you guys for tuning in for this full episode. It was an over an hour here. But we're going to wrap up here, so thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the journey to a million, the perfect podcast for you. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you.